and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there, and thank you for joining us. We certainly hope and pray all is good and well with you, that God is blessing you in your life, that you are taking time out of this day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ will be glorified and you and our listeners would be edified. We do have a web page. We really ask that you would go check that out and read our statement of faith. Uh, if you're a prayer warrior, go through the prayer list. I, I realize it hasn't changed a lot lately. We've uh, had a lot of issues here financially trying to keep things going. We were hit by a very violent storm and there's just been several events in in my life that's really been a struggle, uh, but we're still here. If you're listening to us, obviously, we're still listening uh, uh, to God. Uh, people are answering our, our call for help. Uh, we've gotten a lot of encouraging emails, uh, but we really do need some financial assistance. Always need your prayers, and these folks need your prayers, too, and so... That is the number one part of our website that people actually go to, besides the home page. The prayer request page is the second. And so today, we're going to talk about uh, that's the truth, okay? And uh, I'm going to use some illustrations. I've tried thinking of ones that perhaps a worldwide audience will be able to relate to. And I'm sorry, I, I really tried here. So if you don't always understand the illustrations in this particular podcast, uh, please forgive me. The Bible has a lot of instructions, really, about being honest. Uh, those who were uh, honest and those who were less than honest. People uh, suffer consequences uh, from both spectrums of being honest or dishonest. You know, I know there's an old saying, uh, good people finish last. It doesn't mean you get to tell the truth. Uh, being honest uh, is it's worthless type thing. And so, and I've experienced that, being perfectly honest with uh, people in business and insurance companies and things here. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It seems like it hurts you more than it helps you. But at the end of the day, uh, at the end of time, it's going to really pan out well. Okay, so and that's the, that should be the goal of all of us is to to look toward that final day that we will go get to be with the Lord. Probably, in my opinion, the most radical example is found in the New Testament when a husband and a wife named Ananias and Sapphira were found to be lying to God, to the Holy Spirit. And as a result, God would strike them down and they would die for lying to Peter and the church and really to God. At the end of the day, our sin, yes, we sin against each other, but at the end of the day, all sins against God. And... These folks had lied about money, that they had sold land in, in the book of Acts. 
sold land, and they had given the entire sale profit to God, and that wasn't true. And Peter makes it clear, you can sell the land, it was yours, you could do what you wanted, but don't lie to God about it. Personally, I'm really really glad that God does not use the same technique to teach people about lying. Uh, because it would be a really lonely for me to be sitting here completely by myself. If you're listening, you know that's probably not true either. Because a survey that I read said 91% of all Americans lie on a regular basis. But I found myself honestly uh, doubting the survey because I wasn't sure if they were of the 9% who tell the truth or the 91% who tell a lie. Back it up and play it again if you missed the joke, okay? But, you know, here, honestly, we've all lied. I don't care who you are, we've all lied. The problem is, has it become a lifestyle of continual things? And I know there are some cultures around the globe that it's it, as long as you're not um, lying to somebody within your own group, uh, your own tribe, then uh, it's okay to lie. You know, your own religion, uh, if somebody's outside of that particular religion, you can lie and there's no repercussions. And so that's also not true. All lies are sins, okay? It's part of the Ten Commandments. And so, but think about this. How many opportunities there might be or really are in our day to be dishonest? And I'm going to talk about this right when we get back. And that's the truth. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. So I told you I'd be back. All right, so between all of our interactions that we have with the other people, coworkers, fellow students, church members, whatever, neighbors, friends, family, spouses, uh, we have a lot of opportunity to be dishonest. Especially on the internet. And scientists, sociologists, I think that's how it's pronounced, say that, that we hear approximately 300 lies a day. And it's, it's really easy to lie. Because there's so much disinformation out there, uh, the, you know, uh, the fake news term that went around for a while. Uh, it, again, it's just really easy to be dishonest. And it, can you catch people in lies? Sure. And here's a couple great examples that Americans lie about uh, that we've all heard at one time or another, or perhaps you've done it yourself. The check is in the mail, okay? 
it's almost a thing of the past, but uh, I don't know when's the last time I really wrote a check because everything uh, is done electronically. And so we're not writing paper checks anymore. But occasionally I know people that still do. Oh, here's a great one. The doctor will be right with you. And then you sit in the room for an hour. Okay, I don't know that I have a different way of telling time than the nurse does, apparently. I know my mother listens to this podcast, so I'm going to poke fun at her. I remember as a kid, she'd leave us kids in the car and say, I'll be back in about five minutes, okay? Now, that was her way saying, I'll be right back. Stay in the car. I don't want to fight you kids in the store. And I understood why. I mean, looking back, I especially understand. And so, uh, oh, here's another one just come my head. One size fits all. I, I've never really known that to be true. And then, since I poke fun at my mother, my dad listens to this too in the background occasionally. And I'm curious if he's listening. It's around Father's Day here. So, this hurts me more than it hurts you. I, you know, um, I don't know if I really thoroughly enjoyed uh, spanking my my son, but uh, I'm the one on the receiving end of this belt and the sting of this belt. So perhaps, you know, the punishment uh, fit the crime, and I think it almost always did. So while being dishonest has many different faces to it, it really has one common uh, result. And that's basically strangulation. I mean, think about it for a minute. Dishonesty strangles the life right out of us. And so the question is, why do we continue to do it? And I think one reason is because dishonesty is really promoted in our culture. Our culture endorses it, embraces it, practices it. Uh, being untruthful so consistently that we've come to expect people just to be dishonest, you know, lying through their teeth type idea. We expect a degree of untruthfulness and, and ads that we listen to, um, internet web pages, websites, uh, lies, you know, continue to go and guys watching, looking for prize overseas type idea. Uh, you know, I remember here back in the 80s, a Zuzu car manufacturer created a character that they promoted as a liar to sell their cars. And his name was Joe Azuzu. And, and the ad said, the car gets 900 miles to the gallon. And if you act now, you can buy it for $9. And all the time he's saying that, there's this flashing on the screen saying he's lying. At other times, he said that the car had more seats than the Astrodome and that he used his Isuzu pickup truck to, to carry a 2,000-pound cheeseburger. And once he said all this, he was lying, and lightning strikes his mother in the background, and uh, the screen appears, the words come on, says, Good luck, Mom. But at the end, uh, he would say something like, you have my word on it. 
Now, I realize that most people listening to this probably do not remember that commercial. If they're old enough to remember it. Uh, and people outside the U.S. would have no idea what I'm talking about the commercial. But you'll get the idea um, that they were intentionally lying to, to get you to go buy their Isuzu pickup truck. Well, their honesty about their dishonesty, <laughs> if I recall, the sales of the Isuzu truck sort. I mean, you saw them everywhere. The unfortunate part of all of this is that we really have come to expect a degree of untruthfulness from, from businesses, employers, uh, co-workers, and so forth. Uh, in one survey, 70% of business people said they compromise their own personal values to conform to company standards. Why would I don't get why companies would encourage their employees to be dishonest in sales, to be dishonest about pay raises, to be dishonest about overtime or not, what shift you will work. I mean, it goes on and on. Okay, and I'm not saying employees are not dishonest to their employer because they are. But again, we expect a degree of dishonesty even in our education system. A survey of college students showed that 63% of the humanity majors, 68% of science majors, 74% of engineering majors, 87% were business majors, and they all admitted to cheating on their test. They didn't even bother interviewing political science majors. And I wonder if that's trying to tell us something. You know, I had a great uncle said, the only time you can trust a, a politician is when he had his mouth shut. And even then, uh, something might s sneak out of his ears. And so from the White House all the way down to the schoolhouse, truth is in trouble. And it is not reserved really for one particular age group. A 12-year-old boy Think about this. One first prize at a county fair for his 11,000-pound bull. And he was stripped of his prize when it was found out that he had filled the bull with air. How a bull is filled with air, I don't know. But that's what the, art the article said. In Florida, an armored truck turned over leaving $300,000 in cash laying on the street. And the news showed a bunch of senior citizens picking it up, trying to run away from the police. And really what's sad about this testimony, I mean, it's hilarious to watch. Can you imagine these old folks that can barely move? But boy, when there was a lot of money on the ground, they really moved really quickly. I think it's safe to say that there was dishonesty everywhere. And the main reason it's so prevalent in our culture is because it's part of our sinful nature. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says this, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can trust it? So dishonesty is in our culture because it's in our nature. But it's also... It is part of the major, larger spiritual structure 
In other words, it's bigger than us. There is a cosmic struggle that's going on. Light versus darkness. Good versus evil type idea. The devil versus God. Truth versus lies. You know, the Bible tells us God is truth while the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus says there is no truth in him, referring to the devil. And when he lies, it's consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Proverbs 12, 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. In the Bible, we are told God isn't really like us because he doesn't lie. The Bible says that God hates lying and is utterly detestable and repulsive to him. And I think there's a reason for that. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that other sins are okay, but think about this. Really, the one thing that separated us, the very first thing that separated us, uh, was a lie from Satan. You will not die. It was a lie that put Jesus on the cross in his trials. People just constantly lied. And so lies are just not really cool with God. God hates it when we do not keep our word. But he delights when we do. Again, why does God hate lying? Because he is truth and dishonesty is a perversion of his character. He places a very high priority on being truthful. Now, some have said that honest is a good idea. But even saying that, we've missed the point. It's not just a good idea. It is a command from God. In fact, it's one of God's top ten. Number nine, to be exact, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Exodus 20, verse 16. So when we lie, it keeps us from living the life in the way that God intended us to really truly be living. Lying sears and scars our conscience. The more we lie, the, the easier it becomes. We think nothing about it. The Apostle Paul says that in later times, there will be going to be people who just openly speak lies. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. That's the New King James Version. Because lying sears us, it scars us, and we will never be able to tell the difference between telling a lie and telling the truth. What I would like us to do, really, is take the rest of our time here together to look at several steps that will help us tell the truth because I really believe everyone wants truth. And to tell the truth, in fact, is is how we were created. Seeing we are created in the image of God's likeness, who is nothing but truth. Proverbs 23, 23, the first part of that verse is, by the truth and do not sell it. 
Therefore, whatever truth costs, we're to pay for it. Because it's worth it. It's, it's more valuable than gold. Whatever it costs us to have our lives characterized by the truth is worth it. What are those things and those steps that will help us develop the value of honesty? Well, the first thing here is let's take a, an honesty inventory. Or could we say it like this? We need to take an inventory about our honesty. This is not as easy as it sounds. And because of the deception has been part of our lives, we may not even be aware that we're being deceitful. We, we need to start asking our, ourselves. When I'm being dishonest, okay, have I been honest or dishonest with others, ourselves, and with God? The last two will be the hardest to answer. We know when we've lied to others, but we all do not always know that we're being dishonest with ourselves or how being dishonest that we are with God, especially when it comes to our relationship with Him. So, how am I being dishonest? And one way that we're being dishonest is, is how we want there to be peace no matter the cost. Exaggeration is also a form of being dishonest because we are making something really bigger than it is. Silence is another way that we're dishonest because when we withhold information which speaks of deceit. There's also cheating and flattery along with compromise and self-justification. Why am I being honest? It's another thought. One of the main reasons for dishonesty is fear. We fear the consequences of telling the truth, so we lie. Other reasons for lying really could be insecurity, personal gain, greed, pride, peer pressure, the convenience of it, selfishness, anger, jealousy, and maybe we just think it's just more expeditiously. But, you know, the bottom line, being dishonest is a choice that we all make. No matter what the reason might be, why this is an honest test may be tough. It's better than living a lie. Is there hope in all of this? Well, yes. We can ask God to forgive us, and he will, and give us strength and courage and grace to move forward from living our life in these lies, living in the truth. But this doesn't happen overnight. We didn't fall into this pit overnight and so we need to extend to others such grace because we need grace ourselves and because we see when we take such an inventory that we are no different and need such grace from others in other words let's not burn the bridges that we might have to cross later Something else we're going to do is evaluate our gains and our losses. If we are honest 
there are gains to being dishonest. We can cheat on our taxes and gain more money or not have to pay in as much. If I consistently read about someone paying uh, exorbitant penalties because they got caught, we can lie about almost anything and gain something like time, influence, perhaps uh, this false impression of, that you're a good guy when you're not. These gains really are more appealing than telling the truth. If they are, then what we have just admitted to is that we would rather walk in the ways of the world than the ways of God. I'm headed back to Proverbs 13 here in just a moment. So if you have your Bible, you can flip over there. But whatever gains there may be from being dishonest, lying, the gains more than likely are just temporary. Okay, like those who, who play in the Olympics and they win these medals, and we've all read it over the years, they get stripped away from other medals because they cheated. They used drug enhancements or whatnot. And so eventually those things come out. Proverbs 13.21 says, Trouble chases sinners, while blessings chase the righteous. So the question becomes, what do we want to chase after us? Troubles or blessings? And that doesn't mean we're not going to have troubles, because it's just the world that we live in. Some of the troubles we bring on ourselves weren't honest with each other, spouse, parents, teachers, co-workers, whatever. Some trouble falls on you because it's way beyond your control and you can, it just can't be helped, okay? And so those things are way beyond your control. Tornadoes hitting your home, floods, uh, you know, natural disasters. Uh, somebody crosses the center line. It hits your vehicle and you get injured, okay? Those are things that are beyond your control, and you cannot control other people, cannot control the weather, uh, even though our government thinks that they can completely uh, control everything. They want to be our God, and that's the truth of the matter. Another question we need to ask, what do we gain by being honest? Well, I think honesty honestly develops character. There's a difference between character and having a reputation. A reputation is what really people think about us. While character is who we are, no matter who's watching or not watching. When our reputation and character come together, that's when honesty and integrity are gained, and it's passed on to our children. It's passed on maybe to our coworkers. Maybe it's passed on to those sitting in the pew next to you. Proverbs 20, verse 7 says, The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children after them. Honesty develops spiritual maturity. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 says, 
Instead, we will hold to the truth and love, become more and more every way like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So I could probably preach for a long time on that verse. But Christ is the head of the church. In every way, we are to be more and more like Jesus when we hold to the truth. When we're honest, we will deal with the sin that's in our lives and keep it from growing. And such honesty propels us toward, again, a spiritual maturity. I think honesty as well develops security. Security is that we don't have to look over our shoulder all the time. You know, when we're dishonest, we lose security because we always have to remember not only what we lied about, but who we lied about it to. Mark Twain said this, It is easier to tell the truth, that way you don't have to keep track of anything. The proverb writer writes in chapter 11, verse 6, The righteous of the upright delivers them. But the unfaithful are trapped by evil desires. Doing right brings freedom. Doing wrong imprisons us. When we tell the truth, we do not have to worry about who or what we lied about. And that's really freedom. But when we lie, we're always living with this sense that we could get caught at any time. There is an incentive to live a life full of truth. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 17. Solomon said, I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know, so God rejoices when he finds the integrity. And that's what should be our incentive to tell the truth. And that would be, uh, another thought here, is to pursue a relationship with God. The more intimate we are with God, the more we are compelled to be honest. And when God invades our lives through our faith in Jesus, it's difficult to be dishonest. Because the Holy Spirit now dwells within us. Psalm 51, verse 6 says, You desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you make me to know wisdom. Again, that's Psalm 51, verse 6. When we are honest with ourselves, with others, and with God, then God will give us the wisdom that we need to live our life the right way. But such honesty must be pursued in a relationship with God. Because only he is honest and true. We really need to practice honesty. We need to practice it each and every day and each and every area of our life. James, the brother of Jesus, chapter 1, verse 22, the apostle James says, Be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourself. And what he is saying is, we are lying to ourselves when we do not follow through on the truth that we hear. 
if all we're doing is listening to what is being preached and said without doing anything about it, then God is saying that all we're doing is lying to ourselves. So let me give you three blessings that come when we practice honesty. Again, honesty guards us. Proverbs 2, verse 7 says, He grants a treasure of good sense to the godly. He is their shield, protecting those who walk with integrity. When we are honest, the Lord will be our shield and our protector. Again, honesty directs us. Proverbs 11, verse 5. The godly are directed by their honesty. The wicked fall beneath their load of sin. When we are honest, God's directions are clear to us. Honesty sustains us. Proverbs 12, verse 19 says, Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts for only a moment. Honesty will always outlast dishonesty. And I want to kind of wrap it up with this thought here. It all boils down to trust. The truth about honesty is all about who we are going to trust. If we say God, then we need to follow his way, his word in our lives. And make it honestly, I mean, it makes value that we can build our lives upon. The biggest lie Satan has put out there on human uh, mankind is that we are all not really that bad. And there are many ways to get to heaven. John 14, verse 6. You've heard me talk of this verse a lot. The truth is that there, there's only one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Romans 3.23 says the Bible says that we're all sinners. We've all sinned and fallen short of the holy God and the righteous standard that he has placed in our life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 As we end our time, let us ask the Lord to forgive us not only for our lack of honesty, but to forgive us of all of our sins. And that's what he'll do. He will cleanse us. He will forgive us. And, and the promise is that he will make us a brand new creation. The old past ways are gone. And there is a new path that we are to be on. And that's the honest truth about honesty. The only way is through God is to believe his word, believe in his son, be cleansed in the blood, and walk a faithful life. Study the word for yourself. I appreciate that you listened to the last 36 minutes or so of this podcast. I do appreciate that. But the honest truth is you need to read and study for yourself as well. I, hit, I do get emails occasionally, and somebody said, I listened to your podcast five times this week, and every time I listen to it, 
I got more understanding of God's word and the subject that you were talking about because I read the verses over and over again. I listened to it and so on. And that's great. I, there is nothing wrong with that. I know as a young Christian, as a young preacher, I did that a lot. I still do uh, read something over and over again and pray about it to get an understanding of what God's trying to say in a certain chapter or a couple of verses, whatever. But the honest truth, God has made it clear the road of salvation is through his son, the obedience of the gospel. I hope and pray that you would search for that type of congregation. I would do my best to help you. I have some resources to kind of search out, but I cannot promise you anything. I would encourage you to go and find a congregation that teaches the entire Word of God, the complete truth of God's Word, and not just pieces and parts or talking for an hour of encouragement and happy-go-lucky type sermon, and then at the last minute throw in a verse to make it sound all biblical. The Bible needs to be used throughout the sermons. That's why you hear me. I quote a lot, a lot of uh, verses in some of these podcasts. And there's a reason I ask you to open and follow me in the Bible. Because if I'm not using God's word, what am I using? And the only truth is God's word. That's the truth of the matter. I certainly hope and pray that you'll continue to pray for us as we pray for you. We may not know you all by name. Uh, we have a lot of folks who are all around the world that do listen. And there's no way for me to know every name. But I, I know you have to be praying for us. Uh, here to keep this podcast going and those who who do help with it uh, to keep it going and please pray for those on the prayer list if you do have a prayer request you can email it to us through our web page uh, we, we really need help to keep all this going and i certainly hope that you would be in consideration again thank you for listening may god bless you and may he have the glory Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.